Welcome to an all new edition of the John Cash Show podcast. It's the still quarantine slash stay at home order <laughs> edition of the John Cash Show. Well, at least here in this part of New York State, we are, of course, broadcasting out of Brooklyn, New York. So ho- hopefully wherever you are at, you are safe and you are healthy. That's what matters the most. And before I continue on with the show, I wanted to just say this. The views and opinions expressed by myself are solely those of myself, listeners, and, well, we don't have viewers because we're not recording visual until I get that haircut. Lord knows. (laughs) But listeners' discretion is definitely advised. So, of course, this week we have a jam-packed show for you. We're going to talk about how NFL players have lost their goddamn mind during this uh, whole pandemic. Also, we'll talk about Kanye West, former bodyguard, speaking out. And we will talk about Love & Hip Hop Atlanta cast member being charged with fraud. Also, we'll talk about much, much more. So let's get into it. I hope your week was fine, productive that you had fun, that you stayed out of, uh, you know, bullshit. So, unlike unlike this situation, this, uh, I don't know how you say it, um, <laughs> this niggadom, for lack of a better word, uh, I, I tried, I tried. So, Two NFL players, including a 2019 first-round draft pick, have been accused of armed robbery and arrest warrants have been issued. Uh, Well, this was earlier last week or earlier this past week. Yesterday, the two players, Quentin Dunbar of the Seattle Seahawks and DeAndre uh, Baker, turned themselves in. Um, of New York Giants, sorry, turned themselves in yesterday morning, which was uh, Saturday, Saturday, May the 16th. Yeah, Saturday, May the 16th. They turned themselves in for the uh, crimes that they have been accused of doing. Now, (laughs) let's, I'm going to just read the article because this is some niggadum shit. I, I, I swear. So law enforcement confirms that New York Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker is facing four charges of armed robbery and four charges of aggravated assault with a firearm. Seattle Seahawks corner Quentin Dunbar is facing four counts of armed robbery. According to the police, two, the two men were partying in Florida, Miramar, on May 13th when things took a disturbing turn. Now, this is according to TMZ. Cops say that Baker and Dunbar were allegedly hanging at a cookout, playing cards and video games. When an argument broke out and Baker whipped out a semi-automatic firearm, you know what? How much you want to bet that they were playing spades? You know, this whole story is I could smell the ribs on the, the grill and I could just hear loud talking. I could just see the the coronas and the 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 heinekens and the red stripe i could just see it 
you know, maybe maybe I've been social distancing so damn uh, long. I'm like fantasizing about it, but I I I could just tell it was probably over spades. I, I, I just okay. I digress. Let me continue. Cops say that the men began to rob party guests with Dunbar assisting in taking watches and other valuables at the direction of Baker. At one point, cops say Baker directed a third man who was wearing a red mask to shoot someone who had just walked into the party, but fortunately no one was actually shot. I don't know what this sounds like some shit out of power. Let me let me continue. Law enforcement says the men made out with more than seven thousand dollars in cash, along with several valuable watches, including an eighteen thousand dollar Rolex watch, a twenty-five thousand Hublot, and pricey Audemars Piguet timepiece. There are conflicting reports from witnesses about whether Dunbar was armed with a gun. Some say he was; others say he was not. One witness told cops they had met by uh, Baker and Dunbar at a party a few days earlier in Miami at which the NFL players had lost around $70,000. Our sources tell us the men had lost the money in high stakes card games and other forms of gambling. One witness told the cops that the men were gambling again at the May 13th event. When an argument broke out and Baker allegedly flipped the table and busted out his piece. I'm telling you, it was about spades. I, 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 I'm about 80% sure this was a spades game. I, I'm, <laughs> so I'm reading this, right? And, and as I'm reading this, well, as I read it before I presented this to you guys, I, I was like, this, this doesn't really sound right to me, but let me continue. According to the cops, some people at the party believe it was a planned robbery because when the three men were done taking valuables, there were three getaway cars strategically positioned to expedite an immediate departure. Now, according to TMZ, the alleged getaway cars were a Lamborghini, a Mercedes-Benz, and a BMW. So, um, like I said, at the time at the, that this story came out, the players were not in custody but they've been uh they've surrendered since then and they have been booked and they've been released with bail two hundred thousand dollars for baker and i'm not too sure with uh quentin dunbar so now First of all, these niggas watch too much, too many episodes of Power. This reminds me of the episode in the last season where Ghost and Tasha were at Truth and they were having the political fundraiser with Tate and they had Ramona and they had everybody there. And then all of a sudden, one of the, the guys on Tate's original team, Alphonse, deviated from the script. It was it was Spanky, it was Two Bit, and it was Alphonse. And Spanky and Two Bit left, but Alphonse stayed there and eventually he got shot. Now and killed by uh, Tate's character. Now I say that to say, how the fuck are you going to rob people and you have noticeable cars? 
you have a Lamborghini, you have a Mercedes-Benz, and you have a BMW. Plus, you're young and you're black. Okay? Now, if you're going to do something like that, I'm not advocating it, but if you're going to do something like that, be smart. Get a Honda Accord. Get a Toyota Camry. Get a Nissan Maxima, Nissan Altima. Don't get a fucking Lamborghini or a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW, something that just screams, arrest me. Especially the terminology driving while black. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you're going to pull off a crime like that, be smart. Um, Also, you have to be careful. You have to be careful if you're an athlete in the circles that you hang around. Now, DeAndre Baker, I'm a Giants fan, so I, I'm kind of familiar with him. I didn't really watch the last two, three seasons because I stand with Kaepernick. However, I have, I've heard and I've read articles about his play, and he started off the season very poor, and he got better as the season progressed. But I say that all to say, the motherfucker signed a contract for $11, $12 million. Why are you going to risk throwing that all away? Why? Why? If these allegations are true, because you know sometimes when they involve celebrities or athletes, they trump up these charges and then they can't stick. Like, I don't understand if somebody has four counts of armed robbery and aggravated assault with a firearm, how they could get $200,000 bail. I, and they have the means for, for way much uh, more. But, you know, that's why it's not played out in the court of public opinion. It's played out in the court of law. And eventually all the details will come out. I'm just saying. This shit sounds fishy to me. Now, speaking of fish, you like that segue? Speaking of fish, we're going to talk about a woman pleasuring herself in a Chinese Ikea store. Yes, you heard me right. Chinese Ikea stores will step up security after woman pleasures herself on one of their sofas. And, you know, it went viral. So be careful of the bookshelf that you bought. Maybe, you know, she, you know, bad joke, bad joke, bad John. So I'm going to read the article. Ikea has said it will take more careful security measures in its shops in China after an explicit video of a woman performing a sex act in one of its stores went viral online. The pornographic clip shows a woman pleasuring herself half naked on various sofas and beds in the furniture store showroom while oblivious shoppers walk by in the background. You know, there's a a very popular segment of porn and Pornhub with that. Like, you know, they're walking around Walmart, they're walking around uh, different stores and stuff, fitting rooms, and they're pleasuring themselves. And it's it's astonishing. 
um actually it's beautiful um i digress while uncensored versions of the video have been scrubbed from chinese social media the swedish company's response to the clip gained 9 million views we resolutely oppose and we resolutely jesus oppose <laughs> and condemn this kind of behavior and immediately reported it to the police in the city of the suspected store kia said in a statement without revealing the name of the branch footage of a woman performing a solo sex act in one of ikea's stores in china has gone viral ikea has vowed to take more careful security measures in his store in his shops in china the above file uh, picture they have a picture um, shows uh, customers wearing masks while visiting an Ikea store in Wuhan on April 25th. I mean, well, you know what? With all due respect, they've been locked in the house for like five months. The hormones are raging. You know, shit happens. Shit happens. But then again, the, there was one person that ate a bat in a wet market and launched over 4.5 million coronavirus cases at present day. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't see what the big deal is. You know, my motto, let your freak flag fly. I really don't find any problem with it, but apparently Ikea does. And also, I have some other news concerning sex. Yes, that's right. Scientists say that coronavirus survivors should avoid having sex for 30 days after their recovery, which in my timeline, it's perfectly fine because I haven't had sex. It's <laughs> one thing with the stay at home order. You think twice about running and doing some uh, freak shit, especially you had the coronavirus. You don't want nothing else. You know, doctors doing virtual appointments. You don't want to have to show your genitals on FaceTime with your doctor. That's telehealth, you know. Anyway, I digress. Let's go to the article according to the New York Post. You're su- you've survived the coronavirus. You're feeling frisky, and now you've got to wait 30 days until you have sex. Experts are warning people of intimacy anything from kissing to full-on intercourse for more than a month once you've recovered from COVID-19. The advice comes after a Chinese study found that not only saliva, but semen may carry the virus. Now, I am not even going to try to pronounce this guy's name. A senior medical... Manasuhuti. I sound like a substitute teacher in an inner-city school. A senior medical expert at the Thai Disease Control Department is suggesting celibacy for 30 days when someone seems clear the bug. Now, um, yeah. now, see, that's the thing. Nobody knows if this shit is sexually transmitted. You can, I would presume that it is sexually transmitted if, let's say, you somebody could sneeze and you could still get it. Is still in the air for like five, six minutes. Allegedly, it's so many different things with this damn thing. It's like week after week after week, day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, you're finding out something new. 
about the damn coronavirus. It's it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Now, um, shout out to the House of Representatives. Jumping to that. Um, This past Friday, they passed a $3 billion coronavirus relief package. Um, Now, the thing is, the Senate has to vote on it, and the Republicans are in the majority when it comes to holding positions in the Senate, in Senate seats. So, according to leading Republicans, they're saying that this re- relief package bill is dead on arrival, and also President uh, Trump said that as well. Now, I'm going to call them out and say that's bullshit. This is a re-election year. And people, uh, these politicians, are, (laughs) they're not running on what's right. They're running on what can they survive. How can they survive this political landscape? You mean to tell me that a lot of people in their district, a lot of people in their state are without jobs, without health care, without different provisions and stuff like that. And they are going to come back to their district and they think they're going to come back to their district to say, hey, we're not going to pass this legislation because we feel like your asses could go back to work, even though you don't you don't feel that it's safe. Yeah, some people might do that, but most of them will not because they like the perks that they get it. So, of course, everything is in negotiation. I skimmed the bill myself. I saw some things that I know for a fact is going to be a point of contention, just like um, the point where the Democrats want everybody to get $1,200, including the undocumented workers. Now, I we already know that that shit is not going to happen. So they put that there as a negotiation tactic. That's perfectly fine. That's what life is about. It's about negotiations and seeing how you can navigate it. Um, I think eventually the bill will pass, but not in its present form. Absolutely. I believe that we're going to get a stimulus package, another stimulus package, $1,200. I believe that the Heroes Fund, the Hazard Pay Fund, will go through. And I believe that unemployment will be extended, maybe not to the end of the year, but maybe to like September, October. Um... Because they're going to probably want to see how the economy is going before they extend it to January. So they'll probably extend it another three months to see how the economy is doing because they would rather do it for three months instead of six months. And then the economy could be better and it's not. Um, So that's pretty much it regarding that bill. I'm going to jump into the Love and Hip Hop star that was arrested for fraud. How stupid, how fucking stupid can you be? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't get it. <sighs> okay. So, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta star Maurice Fain, a.k.a. Arkansas's Mo, Mo, was 
charged with federal bank fraud, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. Now, <laughs> I get mad when I read shit like this because there's people who need this. And let me read this article. Maurice Fain allegedly used more than $1.5 million on jewelry and child support, according to authorities. The 37-year-old of Dakula, Georgia, I swear to God, I feel like I'm a substitute teacher in an inner-city school today, who appeared on nine episodes of Love & Hip Hop Atlanta in season eight, obtained the Paycheck Protection Program loan in the name of a trucking company, but allegedly spent the funds on himself. The charge stems from Fain obtaining the PPP loan for a Georgia corporation he called Flame Trucking. I'm not even going to touch that. The former reality TV star was able to secure a loan for more than $2 million, saying it was for his payroll. However, he allegedly used more than $1.5 million on jewelry, including a Rolex presidential watch, a diamond bracelet, and a 5.73 carat diamond ring for itself. Fain also is accused of using the federal funds to to pay $40,000 in child support, according to authorities. Now, the PPP program is meant to assist employees and small businesses battered by the coronavirus pandemic. Um... (sighs) You know, I'm all for getting money. You know, get it how you get it. Uh, as long as it doesn't negatively impact children. Now, the reason why this is absolutely stupid is because this money, this program, has had its fair share of controversy. Remember, at the beginning of this whole PPP program, you had major corporations taking out loans, and they thought that they weren't going to get named. They thought that they weren't going to uh, be known as to taking the loans, but they were found out. You had major restaurant chains. You even had the fucking Los Angeles Lakers apply for a loan and get approved for a loan. Over $4 million. $4 million. And other teams and other entities were like trying to figure out if if they were to sign up for this and they didn't do it. So knowing the scrutiny, and also Harvard, Harvard applied for the fucking loan. That's the last, that's one of the last institutions that should even be considered. Do you know the, the tuition? Not only that, do you know the quality of people that go there? It's not like CUNY, and I'm not trying to down CUNY, but it ain't like CUNY. Harvard, you got presidents that have gone there. You got presidential families that have gone there. You have business tycoons families. You have entertainment families that go there. 
they don't need it. It's for people like your local bodega that need it, like your local barbershop, like your local florist, like your local pharmacist that need it, like your local restaurant that need it. The fact that he felt that he could take this money and I can understand, hey, even the child support, I ain't even mad at it. At least he's trying to provide for his kid. But the fact that you buy a Rolex presidential watch, a diamond bracelet, and a 5.73 diamond carat, I mean, carat diamond ring is absolutely fucking stupid and they should lock your ass up they they should and they should that's on par with Jussie I, I, I'm sorry right is right and I know too many people and there's too many people in this audience that are without jobs at this point that are without a consistent paycheck that could have benefited from it. There's far too many people on my social media timeline that could have benefited from it. There's far too many business owners that I know. I know at least 10 business owners that couldn't even apply for the loan because they didn't meet the necessary qualifications. But yet you have this person who received this loan, not even not just applied for it, but received it, was approved for it, and then went to buy jewelry with it. I'm not even mad about the child support. At least he's trying to provide for his kid. That is commendable. But the fact that you're buying jewelry with money that is earmarked for people who are out of work, that's, come on, man, come on. That's bullshit, and you know it. That's bullshit. When you're right, you're right. And when you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm going to call you out on it. And when you're right, I'm going to congratulate. And that's just bullshit. That's wrong. That's wrong. You don't do that. <sighs> Speaking of what you don't do, Kanye West, former bodyguard. I don't know. I can't talk today. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bama. Like <laughs> my inner southern is trying to come out. <laughs> or maybe because I'm recording at twelve oh nine AM. <laughs> Kanye West former bodyguard reveals his ridiculous rules. So Kanye West former bodyguard is speaking out. Uh Steve Stanellis stopped by the Hollywood Raw podcast to discuss his experience with Ye- Yeezy. Now, during the chat, he revealed that Kanye has some ridiculous rules like this one. This one did not make sense to me. He wanted you to stay 10 paces behind him on the city street. Now, um, how the fuck is a bodyguard going to stay 10 paces behind you? Now, say somebody run up on your ass. You know, now you you're giving that person a head start fuck you up pretty much but 
Yes. Also, this is another uh, ridiculous rule that Kanye West had. So the bodyguard said, uh, no, not the bodyguard. <laughs> Sound like uh, Kevin Costner is like uh, being the bodyguard for Kanye West. Steve Stanellis said that the first day he met him, it was fashion week and that he was supposed to meet him at the studio. So when he gets there, they both get into the elevator and Kanye turns to him and says, aren't you? supposed to press the button (laughs) what how is he supposed to press the button if he doesn't even know and that's the funny thing he didn't even know what floor they were going to be on so he turns to him and he says hold on screen went out hold on Hold on. Let me. God damn it, this is quarantine podcasting 101. Shit. <laughs> I love it, but then again, I don't. It's, it's kind of rough. I, I miss Josh. I say that every episode. Shout out to Josh. I know he misses me too. He doesn't have to say it. I know he misses me. I can feel it. So. He says, aren't you going to push to what floor we're going to? And the bodyguard was like, I have no idea what floor. It's just, you know, it's my first day. So he starts ranting, Kanye, saying, so you mean you didn't call ahead to find out where I'm supposed to be going? I could totally say, I could totally see him saying that. And the bodyguard said, no. So (laughs) Kanye's ranting and raving. So then Steve says, look, bro, we can do this one of three ways. One, you can tell me what button to press, and now I'll know. Two, you could press the button yourself, and I'll see which one you press so I'll know. Or three, you could sit in here all day and tell me how important your time is, and we're not going to go anywhere. So (laughs) I like this guy. So then uh, they ultimately went with the first option, which was... Kanye telling him what button to push. So the bodyguard went on during the interview and said that he, being Kanye, was one of his least favorite people to work with over the course of time. And he discussed his experiences with Kanye and Kim Kardashian with the paparazzi and stating that there's no way in hell that the paparazzi doesn't get called up front, saying that... um there's no way every time they are leaving, all these people know about it. There's definitely somebody calling ahead. That's just my opinion. I'm just saying it's coincidental that wherever we are, they're always there. Maybe they're just better than I think they are. So he also, the bodyguard, declared that Kanye was the hardest worker, neediest, moodiest, and worst tipper and said he would never, ever, ever work with him again i i do not i do not dispute that i think kanye can be insufferable to work for probably a great friend but to work for him would be like working at macy's during inventory (laughs) like totally fucking insufferable and trust me i know I, i worked three or four inventories. I, I, it was insufferable. 
But that marks the conclusion of this week's John Cash Show podcast. And stay tuned. Next week, there's a major, major announcement. I'm going to break it on Facebook first. Of course, you could follow me at Twitter, on Twitter, at underscore John, J-O-H-N, Cash, C-A-S-H, I-G, at The John Cash Show. That's T-H-E-J-O-H-N-C-A-S-H-S-H-O-W. Or Facebook, John Cash, J-O-H-N-C-A-S-H. I got to make sure because people spell J-H-O-N, J-O-N, no, J-O-H-N-C-A-S-H. Um, always appreciative and grateful for anybody and everybody who listens. This audience, let me say, has expanded beyond my wildest dreams. And I appreciate each and every one of you who take the time out to listen. If you would have told me even last year that we, we would have listeners in Germany in the Dominican Republic, in um, Kenya, South Africa, the Philippines, um, uh, Mexico, Canada, of course, the 50 states, I would said you were crazy, but it's to you, it's, it's a testament to you that you guys just fuel me with the energy and the love and the wonderful feedback that I get and people that I don't even know reach out to me and give me such encouraging feedback and I am so appreciative and grateful of you guys trust and believe I do not take you guys for for granted I cherish each and every member of the listening and viewing audience on YouTube or on whatever platform that you listen to this show so with that being said, I hope that you are staying safe. Please stay safe. Please, whatever you do, stay safe. There's only one life to live. I know some of us believe in reincarnation, but this is only one iteration of life to live. Make the best of it, but also please stay safe. Your safety is most important. That job that you have, if you go and you work, trust me, you go, you work. And I'm not saying don't go to work, but don't kill yourself for work. You die at work before you get buried in the ground. They will have your damn job posted to get your replacement hired. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> trust me. When I was sick, you know, I saw some things, but that's neither here nor there. I just want to say, please be safe. Whatever you do, please be safe and govern yourselves accordingly. So, as I always like to say, stay away from negative people because more than likely they have negative bank accounts. It's John Cash, and I will speak to you guys next week. I love you. God bless.